sons of thunder. Sons of thunder. Midweek freak treat. Sons of thunder. Episode six. Brothers Keeper, part one. I'm Adam, and also I'm Urine. And I'm also Urine, but I'm also Steve. I am so glad to talk about part one of this two-parter, because it's so rich in content. It's so complex with the uh, tapestry of characters that this deserves more than one part for sure. It's all I could think as this episode reached its climax, much like myself. All I could think was, uh, boy, I'm really glad that they're stretching this story into two parts. It really, there's enough meat on those bones to get us all the way there next week too, for what will probably end up being the series finale of Sons of Thunder. Well, it's it's never coming back, I don't think. And I I feel like we're not going to uh, solve a bunch of stuff that was brought up in the first episode, like we had talked about, was just going to go away. Like, remember he was looking for a man named Michael Chicklets or something like that? Oh, yeah. The, Michael Hawk, I think, was the guy's name. Yeah, he was definitely... Yeah, Michael Hawk. Yeah, he kept approaching... Like, it's just... The thing I've realized about bikers watching the show is that biker culture is just like very homoerotic and so of course a biker goes into a bar and goes have you seen Mike Hawk and they go yeah you're in the right place buddy get on the back oh is that a bible you got yeah come on in oh how much you weigh big fella 295 300 (laughs) that was the best part of this episode (laughs) is that finally Somebody brings up Big Dub Bunny's weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've you've been you've been wondering the whole series how much does Big Dub Bunny weigh, and then you get an estimate because he doesn't confirm anything because you know a gentleman never asks and a lady never tells. But you know he's you know, it, hurt, it cut to the core when he was like two ninety five and Big Dub Bunny's like I weigh like probably like three ninety. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so flattering. Well, he gives a window, 295, 300, and he does look like he's sweating. He's very embarrassed. Uh, so he says something like that. Do you think uh, you could clock a person's weight just by looking at them? Well, I used to be, I used to work in a carnival. And so, of course, that was my job. I would look at people. Women would walk by and I'd go, I bet you weigh 180. And they go, please. And I go, that's $5. Guess your weight. Come on, give me that cash, baby. So I can't do it for men because I don't care about men's weight, but women's weight I'm very invested in. I uh, I was always proud of the fact during my tens, uh, teens, and 20s that people couldn't guess my weight. I uh, <laughs> I was very elusive when it came to my weight. I'd, I'd wear baggy clothes, of course, tight pants, um, and, and just uh, I was very worried that somebody was going to nail down my weight. So wait, you would wear tight pants underneath baggy clothes? Like kind of yeah. like a Spanx situ- situation? Yeah, before yoga pants for men, hashtag uh, TM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is coming out. <laughs> hashtag TM. <laughs> of course. Of course. You gotta say it, otherwise it's illegal. We own the copyright um, to hashtag. Before we invented uh, yoga pants for men, uh-huh. 
You used to have to have to wear tight jeans under your baggy clothing. I wish someone would have told me that years ago because I've just been like tightly duct taping my legs and abdomen, just wrapping duct tape as tight as I can to just suck it all in. So I look slim and trim and kind of weirdly bulky due to the rolls spilling out over the duct tape. Slim and trim in all the right places. Oh yeah, uh, is our uh, tagline for <laughs> men's yoga, yoga pants, pants for men? Of course, yeah. Hashtag TM. Yeah. We only sell at the men's warehouse. Of course. Where else are you gonna sell at? Like a Lululemon? I, I don't think so. At a at a Sears? They're all closed. At a the Bay? I don't think so. Target, get the f out of here. We're we're upper class. But we're yoga pants for men. Of course. And that's that's the people who wear that kind of stuff, is the upper crust. People like Carver, who owns a motorcycle shop. What a dream. Oh, man, this guy is my literal dream of a human being. I mean, you own a biker shop. You pay a man to fight for you. <laughs> you pay Firebeard to watch men. And then you have a dumb mechanic that grovels at your feet every day. I mean, what what else could a Christian man ask for? Oh, yeah. He's just such a hunk. I mean, can we take a second to talk about how stupid Jack looks, though? Like, you described him as Firebeard, and that's... I'm assuming you're talking about the guy with the big mullet and, like, the f- so finely manicured facial hair. Yeah, Firebeard. I... I they might have called them Jack at one point, but I was yelling Firebeard <laughs> so loudly that I, I never heard his name. That's fair. I think they only mentioned at the very end of the episode or something like that, but I just, yeah. what a friggin' goof that guy looks like. If like if, if some guy came up to me and started hassling me and he looked like that, I would just laugh at him and go, man, I, I'm sorry. I, I cannot take you seriously knowing that every morning you have to like like shave around the curves in your perfectly manicured like you look like an idiot <laughs> yeah I, you spend so much time in the mirror my dude what are you doing you're a biker do you think he has like a circular uh razor so he can get all those fine scoops <laughs> in his fire beard like that a straight edge doesn't go that way and oh. it, it does look like carpet that was cut and glued on his face <laughs> So I'm assuming that's exactly what has happened. Like, like, what if it was, and just everyone knew, but it's just an open secret. We all know that Firebeard has carpet glued to his face, but we don't say anything about it because we respect him and we love him, and if that's what he wants to dress like, then by all means, look the way you want to look, Jack. We love you. We love you, Jack, Firebeard. Um, I want to be his uncle. Sure, why not? Yeah, uh, so you can, like, give him uncle advice. Yeah, uh, I probably pull down my pants and show him my fire bush, mm-hmm. and he's tried to emulate that, but he doesn't have pubes uh, due to a chemical fire, of so course. he put it on his face. Of course, yeah. Well, he doesn't have pubes because he he got them all burned off, and then he got a scorpion tattoo right above his dinger because he's like, I've also got chlamydia. Although at that point, if you're getting a tattoo do- down there, why not get a tattoo of a bush, of, of a fire bush? That's a good point. Yeah, why not get a tattoo of a clown wig or something? Just a big red <laughs> afro tattoo. What colors would you put in a clown wig and you only get four? Ooh, uh, red and then like a, a lighter red and then maybe <laughs> like a slightly lighter red than that and then like a very dark red. Well, 
That's cool. I mean, you asked and I answered. So uh, that's what I would. Not every, not every answer has to be funny. Sometimes they're just true and honest and serious. I thought red was pretty ridiculous. That that got me. It's a clown wig. What are you asking? What colors are you on? Green? Brown? No. Black? Get out of here. Beige, white, black, <laughs> and brown. Cream. <laughs> I want. Well, you want a little cream in your uh, clown wig. Just so you look oh, cool or sounds, normal. Sounds like a country music lyric. You want a little cream in your clown wig? I almost said clown yeah, beard. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great one. Travis Tritt or Randy Travis or who, whatever Travis is out there, feel free to hit us up and uh, we'll write you a country banger. Yeah, I, I could uh, make a lot of money for that for sure. Oh, yeah. Th- this is only tangentially related. And I, it, I, I, this isn't going to be funny, but I have to just get it off my chest. Have you ever like has you have you ever had something that you thought of that's made you laugh really hard and you just know that you, like you can't like it's not you can't articulate why it's so funny and no one else will get it. You know what I'm talking about? You ever have moments like that? Almost like every day when I was uh, trying to do stand up. Like that was <laughs> a part of the whole thing was that you would create something that was very funny to you and when you wrote it down uh, it just didn't make sense, or you couldn't <laughs> relate it in a way that was funny at all. I had a joke about like how it's stupid to take multiple pills. You should just make one good pill. <laughs> but I could never like turn that into a joke somehow. I don't know. It's tickling me. I get. I get what you mean. Just one good pill that does everything: heartburn, yeah, multivitamin. Pill. Yeah, put it in my mouth. Put it under my tongue. But let then it they made limitless, and all all rules are off. That's one great pill. You just you just want a good pill. They've invented a great pill. You're like, don't don't go too far with it. Just a good pill will do. You don't need anything great. You're gonna work, you know, invent yourself out of a job. Do you think the original title for that was one great pill, and then some mm-hmm. marketing guru, you know, you gotta make it sharp. You gotta oh, make it yeah. mean something. When that script hit the blacklist, it was called one great pill, and everyone <laughs> went, this is this is the blacklist selection of the year. One great pill, we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Move it to the top. Yeah. I was driving, I was on vacation, I was driving through the mountains, and I was listening to the song Hercules by Elton John. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but... Could you sing it a little bit? Uh, a cat named Hercules. You know that song? Nope. Ah, it's a good one. It's one of, it's one of his best ones. But uh, look it up. There's a line in it that I could have sworn for the life of me was, Some men like a Chinese wife. And I was laughing so hard at that line. And it's not what the line is. It's some men like a Chinese life. I'm assuming he's talking about Chinese men, but some men like a Chinese wife was just like, <laughs> it still makes me laugh, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's that thing where I go like, it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense to anyone, but I have to share it with you because some men like a Chinese wife. What can you do about it? Well, Chinese wife, Chinese life. Uh, I feel like we're saying Chinese too much, nah. uh, but I think it means the same thing. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, th- like, Chinese is a funny word. And I don't mean that in any kind of racial way. I don't mean that in any kind of like negative way. I just mean saying Chinese is funny. It's a funny, phonetically funny word. That's all. I get it. You're saying that all the letters put together mm-hmm. and the way we say them and the syllables uh, that come out of your mouth uh, when pronouncing the word are funny. Mm-hmm. I still think it's say it's been said too much. I don't Should think we so. edit or beep all nah, of it? We'll put it, we'll leave it all in. It's like it's like how <laughs> moist is a word that makes people cringe. 
Chinese is a word that's just a funny word. That's all. It's not a, nothing to do with the Chinese people. They're great, but come on. Yeah. Chinese is funny. I have been diligently trying to bring back moist. I, I think it's a good word. I think it uh, describes stuff perfectly. Sure. And the fact that we tried to bury it uh, is absolutely ridiculous. What's the moistest thing you can think of? What's the, what's the perfect uh, What's the perfect thing to describe as moist? Maybe mud. <laughs> All right. A similar question on the same vein. What's the perfect thing to describe as Chinese? Um, pass. <laughs> no, no. You have to answer. Food? I've asked. I've asked. What's the perfect thing to describe as Chinese? Food. I mean, I'd probably say a Chinese wife. <laughs> Now you got to bleep that one. I oh boy, <laughs> we're gonna get. We tried to stop Asian hate, and now we're creating Asian hate. It's not Asian hate. All of the Asians are gonna hate us. No, it's not Asian hate. Well, it's if Asians hate us, then that's on them. We're, we're that's their problem. That's not our problem. That's, I w- I don't know why it would be our problem. We we tried to stop it. Exactly. We're heroes in the community. I'm saying some men like a Chinese wife. That's all I'm saying. Have you ever legitimately called a sandwich a hero? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I've probably mispronounced gyro or, you know, gyro or whatever, however you pronounce it. But no, I don't. What is a hero? Is that like a Dagwood? Oh, well. Well, it's a big submarine sandwich. I think it's just a, like a nomenclature of the uh, Upper East Side. Oh, well then, no, I've never described I would call it a Dagwood or a Lumberjack. I'd probably call it a Lumberjack is probably what I'd call it. Yeah, I'd go with Lumberjack, too, over the other D word that you said. What? What other D word? <laughs> I, I will not. Uh, fall into this trap that you always put me in. <laughs> I don't you know dig what, a hole. I don't know you get your shovel out, about. your bronze I, shovel. I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, <laughs> I said a dagwood, and you can call that is a word, and that's a fine word. It's not funny like Chinese, but it's a fine word on its own. I'd have to say so. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What? What do you got against? Stop dagwood hate. All right. Hashtag TM. Stop dagwood hate. I think it's time to get banned from Twitter again and use that <laughs> hashtag or hashtag TM. Either way is great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could just hashtag some man like a Chinese wife and just tag Elton John in all our posts. He would get it. Yeah, he would definitely get it. He he loves a good laugh. Oh, if there's one thing I know about Elton John is he loves a good laugh. That's the only thing I know about him, actually. He's a great uh, artist. <laughs> Ellen John, if you're listening, we think you're a great artist, first and foremost. Secondly, what do you think about a Dagwood? Do you think you could eat one? Hit us up at pureboyspod at gmail.com. Sounds like a cigar. Well, it sounds like a sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could uh, say that. You get enough protein in that sandwich. Oh, you eat so many cold cuts in a Dagwood. It's it's almost disgusting how much cold cut. There's no real meat in a Dagwood. Even though there's a lot of meat, none of it's real meat. It's all just pepperoni salami and you're you're treating the word Dagwood like like it's a racial slur and I don't understand why. <laughs> it's it's the name of a sandwich and the name of a man in a comic strip in the newspaper and that's it. It's nothing other than that. And there's the Dagobah system in Star Wars, famously. Oh, fa- that's where the Dagwoods have come from. That's where they originate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Yoda offers them. He's like, oh, you want to 
Dagobah Dagwood. That's a pretty good Yoda impression. That's how he talks. That's a good sandwich name for a Star Wars restaurant. If anybody's cooking one up, oh. uh, hit us up and we'll name almost all your sandwiches, at least 75%. No worries. We got the first one on lockdown. No Dagobah Dagwood. You might want to get, like, another person to do, like, the rest of the 25% because we're not doing it. We can't. That's all we got in the tank. That's all the gas we got. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, you can have my Yoda impression for free. I've never done a Yoda impression before, but I just want to say I think I'm nailing it. I think if they ever need to do an animated or, hell, even a live-action Yoda, feel free to cast me in the role. I've got that voice on lock. I can do it on command. It's easy. Yeah, you almost don't even need, like... Uh, the internet to find sound clips because you just got it all there. You should get a keyboard mm -hmm. and program different voices into it and we should use it uh, for the show. I and become drive time radio hosts. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff like that. <laughs> you know, just like all the little buttons. I was forced to listen to the radio recently Ugh. um and i i was listening to the djs the daytime djs and i thought we could do this yeah. we, could, we could ham it up and it would be interesting it would be thoughtful commentary yeah. people would start their morning by hearing one of us scream on the air hey what, chinese is a funny <laughs> word right that's a funny right in right into 92.7 let us know if Chinese is a funny word or not. Coming up next, REO Speedwagon. And we're always bringing up REO Speedwagon. Yeah. We never play them. No, I couldn't even tell you a song by REO Speedwagon. Hit by the tractor. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's, that sounds that's like a, a hit. One. Sounds like a real legit hit. Do you think uh, Big Fat Bunny was uh, hit by a tractor and that's why his uh, motorcycle was uh, not working? I think or he, was... he hit that deer and it's coming back to haunt him. I think so. I think he got hit in the head with a brick when he was a child. <laughs> I think somebody hit him with a snowball. I don't think he was in the army. I'll tell you that much. Seeing this big dumb bunny being like, oh, I spent most of my life in the army. I go, no, no, I don't think you did, sir. I don't think you qualified for the army if I had to guess. Okay, okay, so what you're saying is that this show is actually about Stolen, stolen valor. valor. Of course, yes. This is the Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor, which is a hard word to say, as it should be. Stolen Valor is, uh, it should be hard to, it should weigh on your soul to say it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's all about him. I think that's what we're going to find out in the next episode, that as he's getting beat up by the guy who looks like Lou Diamond Phillips crossed with Scott Atkins, as he's getting his butt kicked by that guy, he's going to be like, actually, I wasn't even in the army. Oh. <laughs> and then the guy, army guy spits on him and then murders yeah. him uh, as this is right because he's an army man and this guy's trying to steal his valor yeah he's trying to get he's trying to get 25 percent off at a golden corral beat this man to death <laughs> with his stolen valor is that how much you get off at golden corral yeah, i bet it's only like 15 percent like thank you yeah. for your service save the tax that's probably what it is yeah, thank you for killing people for us. Uh, save the tax. Save the <laughs> you don't have to pay tax anymore. But you also don't get to live anywhere or have any kind of supports. I know that you have nightmares every night, and PTSD is, is just the worst thing ever because of all the people that you killed and the horrors that you saw. But, you know, here's fifty. Here's save the tax on your Golden Corral buffet. Thanks a lot, jerk. Now get out of here. Now go beat people up for a living. There are people who love the army, though. They love killing people. <laughs> Name one. And they want to get back there. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. that's for them, too. 
Exactly. They get it too. It's it, That's the perk. For them, they're living the dream. They get to go back in the army and kill people, and they get that sweet 15% off, save the tax. So if you try to get that 15% off Golden Crowl uh, discount mm. and you weren't actually a member of the military, mm. that is technically technically stolen valor and you can be murdered right yeah if you wear if you wear camouflage just out in your day-to-day life that's technically high like high treason almost said well it is but it's also stolen valor and you have you have no right to wear camouflage in your day-to-day life i don't care if you got those like cargo shorts at sears at a discount that still doesn't count you didn't serve time you're not a, a real soldier stolen valor you're a monster I, I'm right there with you. I hate camo pants, yeah. especially if you're wearing tight ones under your regular pants. Get yourself some yoga for men or tight jeans. Hashtag TM. Uh, I think camo looks good on a horse or like a big animal. Like painted on. Painted on, yes. Like that thick paint. What is that? That like you make uh, blurry pictures with? Oh, sure. Like, uh, like an... Uh, goop? Uh, yeah, goop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The ooze. See, the trouble is, is if you paint a horse camouflage, now technically that horse is stolen valor, and he's stealing the valor right in front of you, and he should be put to death for high treason. So it's like a really complicated line. Boy, people are going to hate this episode. They are going to. No. We are going to get so many complaints about this episode from military people, from Chinese people, from the vendors of male yoga pants. We're we're shooting our shot at everybody this week. I think people are going to love it. They're going to see the humor in it. Uh, The trouble with the curve as I see it when it comes to horses is that they're begging to get painted in camo. You you just can't get away from it. You want to pick up that brush and paint that beautiful haired skin Mm -hmm. uh, with camo. And then you have to kill them for stolen power. Of course. Anyone who plays a soldier in a movie... Stealing Valor. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. George Clooney. Stolen Valor. Vin Diesel and Saving Private Ryan. Stolen Valor. All Splinter Cell. So, stolen Valor. Splinter, Splinter Cell. Stolen Valor. That's. I think that's what the, the subtitle for the new game that's coming out. Splinter Cell 2. Stolen Valor. Yeah, exactly. Why haven't they just made a video game called Stolen Valor? I think that's a brilliant idea for a game where you are just a man who is pretending to be Painting an army horses. Man. Painting horses. Yeah, storming the capital. All of those things. Just classic Stolen Valor stuff. They should definitely make a Storming the Capitol video game. <laughs> you are right. That is... I'm in agreement. Hey, I played a video game in high school where you have to murder JFK in a historically accurate way. And so if that game can get made, then why can't Todd Howard and the good people at Bethesda make a January 6th Storming the Capitol Stolen Valor RPG? You could to laugh about it right i mean you can't just stay in the past and steeped in hate and uh bullshit like make uh storming the capital uh january 6th video game own up to it roll it all into one make a 9-11 january 6th just do it all do just make them all it it happened 9-11 was like 20 years ago at this point 21 years ago make a video game about it is all we're saying and call it American Dreams. <laughs> call it American Dreams colon Stolen Valor. There you go. Now, now, we're now we're talking. That's an idea that 
you could publish. Take that on Shark Tank. Scream at uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban and just scream at him until he gives you the money that you deserve to finance that game. It'll make a lot of money, man. Yeah. And we're not blurring any of it. No, God, no. Are you like the people who are into that stuff are suckers? Suck. Yeah. You could just you could sell a January sixth game. They would get so they'd grab their channels. They'd, they'd be throwing their wallet with one hand and pulling their channel in the other hand, and you'd make buku bucks off that. Don't even act like don't even act like the truck convoy didn't have NFTs attached to it that people paid thousands of dollars for. Don't even act like that's not a thing. Look at the internet and see how many people have spent t- money on T-shirts on the Storm the Capitol day. A video game? You gotta be kidding me. You'd be printing, uh, you know, camo horses. Oh yeah, make it in their redneck rampage engine. That game still you could you could easily turn that into a January sixth storm the Capitol game. It wouldn't even be that hard. It'd be cool if it was like a skin for an already made game like Mario or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a one. You just take first level of Mario, and at the end, instead of jumping and grabbing the flag. You bust into the Capitol building, and that's <laughs> that's how it ends. Everything else is the same. It's just at the very end, it's you're actually at the Capitol building. That's how it ends. Yeah, of course. The cops move the barricades out of the way for you. You get in. This is not a political podcast. This is just two good boys. Some two... of the cops. So you're right. Yeah, there's good people on both sides. It's a both. <laughs> Not a political podcast, but there are great people on both sides. <laughs> hey, ACAB, but not all of them, I guess. Or maybe yes. I don't know where we're falling on this. All cats are beautiful. All cats are beautiful. Uh, we loved this first part of this episode. Oh, yeah. I had an idea for a t-shirt, the perfect t-shirt. On mm. the front, it would be a, a pitch black t-shirt. On the front of it, it would be a picture of Jesus, and it would say... Jesus Jesus gave it all for you or some kind of shit like that. I don't know exactly what it would say. But, so, but there'd be a real gory Jesus on there just to real hammer home the sacrifices he made. And then on the back of the shirt, it would say, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. And that's the perfect shirt, I think. I can't think of a better shirt than that. I guess we could just make that. Yeah, we could just make that, isn't it? I'd see that as a tank top. <laughs> well, well, we could sell both. In men's yeah, and women's. Yeah. In How about men- just a female's tank top? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the bitch is wearing a tank top that says the the bitch fell off on the back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's real meta. Wow. I mean, yeah. Why aren't we making women's shirts to just, like, reclaim that statement? Well, why aren't we wa- making women's shirts full stop? Why aren't we making like- women's shirts that on the front it just says, if you can read this, I fell off? <laughs> Me that that must exist that that Hell that yeah. that has to exist. Someone's the pairing of those is too perfect. I guarantee there's a wedding photo out there somewhere that has a man in a tuxedo t-shirt that on the back says, "If you can read this, a bitch fell off," and then the bride sitting next to him in a black t-shirt. This is, I guess, what I fell off. <laughs> yeah, it happens every day, probably, like in different languages, different things. Mm-hmm. It's just universal. I mean, I saw I saw a video online, if you can believe it, of a woman walking down the aisle to the song Crazy Bitch by Buckcherry. So don't try to tell me that, like, a biker-themed wedding with those things in the mix doesn't exist somewhere. So maybe someone like Dozer knows about it, or maybe someone like Ringo knows about it, or maybe someone like Dusty 
or other stupid biker names. Firebeard. Firebeard there for sure. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the main guy, the Swayze guy? I don't know. I was trying to remember. Uh, Don Swayze is his name. Like Ad Addies? Addies, yeah. <laughs> Addies. Hey Addies. Addies. He's he's a stolen valor man too. I think they all are, because once you go to the army, you can't go back, obviously. Of course, obviously. And uh, you got to find a gang to continue to murder people. Obviously, of course. <laughs> that fat boy used to bring me fruit and sometimes chop steak. That's a line from a guy's mom who has dementia and a big old bag of piss. Yeah, he has to stay with the fighter man that this uh, man is employing. Oh, yeah. Um and she is just a bag full of woman. She is a sassy broad who ain't gonna give no guff from nobody. No, she loves the song of Solomon. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, and uh, she's just she's a foxy Cleopatra. What that scene when she's reading the Bible to him? What oh. that reminded me of is any time I hear anybody read from the Bible is that it's freaking insane. <laughs> Careful, counselor. You watch yourself. You you don't want to piss off the wrong people by saying the wrong thing on your podcast. Uh, that's if we offend anyone, I it can't be the Christians because they're our bread and butter. Well, I. I don't think that the the Bible is a lie or it's fake or it's not God's word. That's, of course, true. Of course. But maybe we should update it a little bit to, like, yo, forgiveness, <laughs> please. Hey, Jesus, yeet my sin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of this drawl of, like, oh, bullcrap and bullcrap mm. and bullcrap, you it's know? A, it's pictures of Bart Simpson with him saying, yeet my shorts. Yeah, dabbing and uh, dabbing a lot. <laughs> yeah, of maybe course. on the cross dabbing. Jesus, we yeah, could of switch course. Jesus, yeah, to dabbing. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little picture of like Calvin peeing on Jesus on the cross. Yeah, I, and the cross has been like angled so it can like accentuate the dab more. Of course, yeah. The cross is like a flexible. It's like made out of gumby, and Jesus is yeah. just hitting the dab hard on it. You know, if you want to hit the youth, you definitely need to have Gumby in your Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to hit the youth, you have to mention how much smegma Jesus had at any given time of his life because that dude was uncirked and he was living in the desert and they didn't know proper penis cleaning at all during that era. They didn't have soap or nothing. So that he must have just stunk is what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing, though. I mean, you got your dinger down there. Sure. You got your little hat. Sure. Uh, you got a bunch of sand in it. Don't you think you're going to scoop her out? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I get some water down there, swish it around. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course you don't have the hygiene level that we yeah. get to uh, have. But uh, Jesus probably got the sand out. You get a woolly mammoth. You get a woolly mammoth to suck a bunch of water up its nose, and then you open your skin, and it sprays it in there, and then it looks in the camera and goes, "It's all living," and Jesus goes, "Now I'm all clean, and I'm ready to die." Hang me up on the cross. Give me a quick kiss, Judas. Then hang me up on this cross. And of course, you were reading a script from the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, Jesus is, existed after the Flintstones existed. Didoy, yeah. people lived. Well, that was the pilot. <laughs> yeah, that's how the. <laughs> exactly, that's they. That was introducing who the Flintstones were. Well, you already met the Flintstones. They, this was introducing how their world worked. So there was a very. Yeah. Je- you know, I was just thinking about this too. It's fu- Jesus wore robes everywhere, right? 
Mm-hmm. So the idea of him, like, if he had to take a leak, which we talked about last week, he probably had piss all over his feet. But if he had to take a leak, he would have had to, like, bunch up his robe and, like, roll his robe up and pull it up, like, up to his nipples so he could pee. Like, he's like a like a four-year-old boy in a bathroom, just dropping trout and pulling his shirt way up. See, if I was living in that time, I, I'd figure out how to, like, tuck it between my legs and then squeeze it so I could, like, continue walking and just, like, like pee straight downward. Just pee straight down your legs? Is that what you're saying? I guess if it's already all over your well, feet, what's a little bit more? Exactly. Like, you're walking in the desert. Whomst cares? That's true, yeah. Wipe your butt or don't. Get a mammoth to spray in your butt and go, it's a living. I'm, a b- I'm the first bidet. Mwah. I poop in a pelican's mouth. It's a living. Oh, 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 oh,